I need I need drinks. That's what I, I don't know if I'm drinking tonight. I mean, I can't fault you for that. You're a responsible yeah. human being. I well, I have to like. Anyways, long story, but I have to do like tons of work on my house tonight. So, oh, trying to. I'm getting like an appraisal on Thursday, and I have to like. And plus, my hot water heater went out. All these things. Appraisal because you're <laughs> selling, Re- or because you're just refinancing. Yeah. Okay, it's a whole thing. Oh, yeah, Re- yeah, just well, a ref- just a refine. No, I'm not selling. Not go- not doing that. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, let's not talk about that on the pod. But no, we don't need to get into that. But, but that's yes, just I like, I, I feel like I just can't drink. I right do now. want some intel. That's fair. <laughs> but you can drink. Oh, I will. Don't worry. Yeah. Uh, cool. Should we uh, start? Yeah, let's do it. Oh, whoa. Oh. Sorry, one. This is number. Okay. Sorry. You're good. Edit settings. I'm literally just like grip, like grabbing the ERS stats real quick. So. Oh, yeah. I. I uh, I updated yours for the past since Christmas Eve. I dropped it in, so we had the most up to date stuff. So you're good. <laughs> Did it actually? It flowed into my account and everything. No, no, no. You still have to like copy over. Oh, I just copied you just over the add, GPX you file. Man, you man. Oh, you did. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I know both your phone number and your email address, so I can act like you. It's pretty straightforward to like verify, and that's put in your files for you, and like put in the times run and stuff. So, okay, you're cool. All right, I think we're good. Okay. All right, all right. Good. Are we here? Did I get a push notification? Did you? I'm pretty sure you did. Maybe. I don't know. We're going we're gonna to assume. Yep. This is our fifth yes, episode got... of the Mountain Outpost pod. It's still showing waiting for me. Okay. There it is. We're we good. are live, sir. All right. Welcome to the episode five of the Mountain Outpost podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Jam Jam, Jamil Curry. And I am Skizzle Fresh, Mr. Skyler Hall. How you guys doing? Welcome, everyone. If this is your first time tuning in, uh, we are just talking about some of the interesting things going on in running, I guess, for the past week. A little bit about what we've been doing this holiday season to uh, do our best at, at doing some running and some challenges and some virtual races. And uh, we got some exciting topics this week. We're going to talk about the ultra running performance of the year for 2020. We're also going to talk about our 2021 running plan slash resolutions, which we are going to make up on the spot and have a nice little discussion about that. So if you are in the chat room, we encourage you to be active. We will be monitoring that and going through those later in the show. So chime in whenever you want and we'll try and get to you. How are you doing this week? 
Good, man. Good. Life is life is solid. Uh, a little bit quieter on the work front as the holiday season tends to to bring about. Uh, so so that's been a nice break. Allows me to get outside a little bit more. Um, but otherwise, the the holiday the holiday was good. Yeah. How are you holding up? Doing well. Yeah. Kind of trying to take a little bit of a break this week, work wise. Uh, we do have an event this weekend, but trying to give everyone a little bit of quiet time after a really crazy year uh, that we just are get, trying to get through. And normally we would have across the years going on right now, this would be day two, day one, day two, day two. And I think uh, day two, that sounds right. Yeah, day two, 20, December 28th, usually when we start. So yeah, first time in 10 years that we don't have across the years. So maybe it's gonna be a dec once a decade tradition. <laughs> no. No, let's let's not do this again in ten years. That'd be awesome. Okay, good. That's fair. Good idea. Uh, yeah, we definitely don't want that. Uh, but we do have a virtual race going on. It's called Across the Globe. It's a ten day, and people are getting after it already. Have you been able to see what people are doing? Pro I don't know if you can actually no. see the leaderboard if you are not registered. So, uh, Kevin Hadfield, and he's got quite a resume. He's done Tour de Jaunt several times. He was second at Coldwater Rumble a couple years back. Uh, he did the Silverton 1000 before, and he already has 117 miles, and that's 24 hours of running. Uh, okay. 105 feet of gain, so I think he's mostly running on his treadmill, but he's done 11 runs so far, so he is killing it. Uh, Stephanie N., She's at 98 miles. Scott Burton is at 80. Uh, Roberta Horn is at 75. So people are, I, they're like really treating this like across the years, which is pretty cool to see. Um, I mean, what has blown me away this year with all of these virtual races is how into it some people get is they take it so seriously. You know, we just closed out Mary Vertmus and we had uh, our top runner, uh, do 400,000 feet of climbing, uh, all on a treadmill. So pretty amazing. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. I think our highest level for this race is I think maybe 500 miles and I'm sure people are going to blow that away. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be like, I don't even know. <laughs> Cause theoretically, you know, putting it in context of sort of like a, I would say more traditional in-person race, the 200 mile races, even though they are usually mountainous in nature, you pretty much have five or six days to cover 200 to 250 miles. So that's still roughly 50 miles a day over the course of 10 days. It's very reasonable that in a flat endeavor around your own neighborhood or on a treadmill that a lot of people are going to get to 500. So I'm really excited to see how quickly somebody blows that out of the water and then just what happens in the back half of this this uh, this event. I don't know about a lot of people, but certainly some. I see Anthony Culpepper, he's at 51 already. So Jordan Camastro, 52, and he just ran Desert Solstice. Um, so yeah, it's, it's pretty sweet um, to see that. I have 6.8 so far. So it was really funny last night my both my parents and myself were all like right in a row on the leaderboard so yeah but we do have let me see currently we have 
224 people registered. So if you are seeing this now and you want to jump in, you can still register. Just go to airviperrunning.com. Uh, there should be a link right at the top that'll take you to the registration page. You can jump in, start logging your miles, and it's good retroactive too. So anything you've run in the past day and a half can all be added in. We're going to be running all the way through January 7th. And if you just want to do 100 miles, there's a 100-mile option. There's also a 24 if you just want to run across the years. You can start uh, at noon on the 31st and run till noon on the 1st. So, yeah. Clarifying question on that one. So, because we're not all in the same stadium in Phoenix as we traditionally would be for, for the 24-hour, is that noon the person's local time or is that going to be noon Arizona, Arizona time? It, how it's supposed to work is Arizona time. So you got to base it off. You know, we are, we're always mountain standard. We never change. We don't have daylight savings here in Arizona. Uh, so yeah, Arizona time at noon. That's when we're starting. I guess that's when we're officially celebrating new year's, uh, for the event. I don't know. So it should be a good time. Anyways. Um, should we catch people up on where we're at in our challenges? Uh, Mary Vertness yeah. closed out. Uh, yeah. On the 25th. So, so on that's Friday. I think I had about maybe close to 25,000 feet. So I got like a quarter of my goal. <laughs> <laughs> Which in fairness, you did really over the course of like seven days. Instead or of like four, five. <laughs> so, so impressive. Um, yeah. I, I came in officially on the leaderboard at 29,041 feet. So I just got over the Everest uh, qualifying for the badge. So, so I was, I was happy about that. I was actually originally super mad because I, uh, I got a new watch as a gift, which was awesome, but I had not set up the GPS correctly. And so I went and did the run, came down, then like a mile and a half of the run was lost. And so I had to like go like redraw the GPX file. And originally it oh had God. me 35 feet short and I was going to have to go and double <laughs> like in the cold because, you know, Colorado winters. And then once I redrew it, it ended up putting me just like 16 or whatever it was over. And I was like, I'm just so happy that I can watch sports and like have a beer and not have to go back out. So so that's I'm officially at 21 or excuse me, 29,041 feet. Nice. But, uh, but that didn't, that didn't, that wasn't the end for us because we still had the team challenge, the ERS ascend to 2021, me, you and nasty Nate. And let's just last week, we talked about how my goal was for us to get to the top 10 currently 10th place has 122,000 feet total amongst their three members we are currently sitting in 12th place at uh 89,900 so we were doing we were on such a good trajectory and then i petered out crap (laughs) i will say you know the coach in me is like where can i find the silver lining in terms of like feet gained per like minute run we have one of the best ratios. Like we're covering the most yeah. vert, the fastest. Uh, or, I mean, that's uh, all thanks to the cheater mill, but you know, a little bit. Yeah, you know, whatever. Even, even before that, you know, <laughs> me and Nate were putting together some fairly like good runs on the fire roads of California. Uh, 
but yeah, I think we can, we can still slide into 11th place. They're only ahead of us by like 7,000 feet. Okay. And so we have We've got a couple days left here, 36 hours. I think we have to double check this. It might actually end at like noon Pacific time. Uh, on, the 31st? on the 31st oh wow okay. so we they so that might they, they give you the evening off huh i i guess they just want us to all get champagne wasted for new year's okay. and cheers and fall asleep by nine so so that's that's where we're at but tomorrow i think we're we're gonna have to have a uh we're gonna have to have a moment between the three of us of okay. how realistically do we think we can push into 11th and Go for it. So this this altitude is killing me, though. I must say. Yeah. Like, are you you're in Colorado through the new year? Correct. Yes. So um, yes, I have my outbound COVID test tomorrow, um, and then that coming back uh, negative means I will go back home this weekend. But uh, but that means I have to finish out this challenge at altitude in the cold, and it has been a brutal past, you know, really week of of running in in these conditions and it's just not my my body my body is over it it really wants to get back to california yeah uh we had a quick question in the chat uh and just want to shout out to everyone viewing and watching right now uh steven kaczynski he asks if i'm going to be at cold water rumble that is the current plan yes Uh, i'm hoping to do Hoping to do some sort of a live stream out there uh, that weekend, just testing out some equipment. So, yeah, if you're coming out to Coldwater, hope to see you out there. Uh, should be a good time. Uh, we've got, you know, approval for some of our um, our winter dirt series races. And, uh, yep, hope to see you out there. Uh, it's coming in from Milwaukee. Cool. All righty. Uh, what do we want to talk about next? Should we get into the ultra performance of the year? I think I think that's the yeah the the thing we should crack into because that's probably the most dense topic. So if you were with us last week, <laughs> excuse me, uh, we went through the FKTs of the year nominees and walked through all their different performances, gave some of our thoughts on that. But the other category that I don't believe has a public website, so whether folks even know that this vote and this release is happening this year, I breaking news here you go uh is ultra performance of the year so uh again full disclosure jamil you're a voter but that vote was last week and knowing how you live you probably have forgotten how you voted it anyway so (laughs) i think i think we're in a position where we can we can uh talk about what those performances of the year uh were at least in our books and then uh i believe those are also being announced along the same schedule as the fkt so starting friday january 1st they'll count down I think whatever is 10 to one or for the performances, it might be five to one of the best of 2020. So yeah. that, I think that's the intro. Did I forget anything? No, that's a, yeah, that's a great intro. I think actually, I think both of them are running through old training magazine, aren't they? Even the FKT, but it, it's kind of co-sponsored by fastest known mm-hmm. So yeah, normally this time of year we have ultra runner of ultra runners of the year, ultra performance of the year and all these other like a masters and stuff. So, uh this a little background i guess on they they decided not to do ultra runner of the year and i think i was a little bit i wasn't happy about that because of course there were still some great performances this year before the pandemic started or even there's been a few races that have happened since so but kind of some of the thinking behind that is 
with so many events canceled, people not being able to travel or choosing to travel safely. Um, it's let's see. For an example, they're saying the top 10 women in 2019 ran a total of 57 races. So they had 57 races to try and figure out ultra runner of the year for the women. And those same 10 women ran 13 total races in 2020. And four of them did not race at all in 2020. So, and that's probably similar for the men as well. And then most of the competitive events, of course, were canceled. So no Western States, no UTMB, no Comrades, no World 24, no 100K Championship, no Lake Sonoma, no North Face Endurance Challenge. Well, that's gone for good. Um, no Run Rabbit Run, no Six Days in the Dome, et cetera, et cetera. There, of course, were still quite a few competitive races and big races, you know, of course. And we'll go through some of those here in a minute. Um, so they still wanted to have ultra performance of the year, which I think is awesome. So, you know, let's have a little discussion about it there. I don't know that there's been much publicly. So here's a little chance for us to banter about it before it gets, the results get released, you know, full disclosure. I was a, a voter for both of these. So the ultra ultra or ultra performance of the year and the FKT of the year, uh, you know, I was invited to, uh, submit a ballot for each of them and I did get it uh in on time so pat myself on the back for that one uh yay so uh let's see let's just get into a few of these did you have some notes skylar or do you want me to kind of do some overview of these you know most of these are in the run steep category of the world so i'm gonna let you go for it you also have a lot more historical knowledge you can put these performances in context of previous course records how long uh, and story the races, so on and so forth. So I'll let you run point and I'll yeah. just, I'll peanut gallery over here. Cool. Uh, let's see, let's go through the women first. So there's just a handful of women that, that made this list. And we do have to say, this is they, when they choose this, it's North American athletes only that are eligible for this. So the list, you know, before anyone gets too up in arms, this is just North American athletes. So if you're from Mexico, the United States, Canada, that's all that we're looking at here. So Sarah Bergeron LaRue, uh, Ultra Trail Huracana 65K is on here. And let me expand my spreadsheet here. It looks like that was a course record. Um, Addie Bracey, she was just three minutes over the course record there in her win. And it looks like first overall. Is that right? Yeah, that's okay. That's what it's showing. Yeah, first overall, uh, Courtney DeWalter, Big's Backyard, 283 miles. Uh, Caitlin Gerben, Trans Grand Canaria in Spain. So that must have been right as everything was shutting down. She snuck that one in, uh, placed first, 12th overall, just above the course record. You had Ashley Hawks, the Pioneer Spirit 50. Uh, just a little bit over the course record. Uh, Camille Heron is on here three times for JFK. She won that. She won Black Canyon, and she won Comset 50K. None of those were course records, but she won them all. Um, Michelle Hummel, the Speedgoat 50K, she's the winner there. Um, not a new course record. Casey Lichtai set a course record at the Bohemian Alps 50K. Marissa Lysak is on there twice, once for the 48-hour, once for the 24-hour. That was at Three Days in the Fair and Desert Solstice. We had Elsa McDonald. She won Bandera 100K at the beginning of the year, a little over course record. We had Jackie Pertle Hall, the Tunnel Hill 50 in 602, and that's a course record. 
Then we had Whitney Richmond with a Desert Solstice performance of 139 miles. She was second to Marissa. And then Lindsay Tollefson, first place at the Formidable 50K, which is a pretty competitive one at the beginning of the year. And she was not a course record. So, um, yeah, there we go. That was That's our list. Anything popping out at you? Yeah. Um, well, inherently, I have to shout out Lindsay Tollefson for Formidable 50K because, if I remember correctly, that was the USATF 50K championships this year. Pretty sure it was the only ultra championship that got that actually was run in 2020. I think Pioneer Spirit 50 that did. mile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so yes, that did happen. And then we got to talk about their schedule for 2021 at some point. But uh, so that inherently brings a little bit extra uh, pomp and circumstance to it. So, and that's essentially my backyard up in up in Sacramento area. So that was great. Uh, you know, if I were a voter. I think my top two would be between Courtney at Big's backyard and Caitlin Gerben's uh, Trans Grand Canaria run. I just think for, I mean, they're very different ends of the spectrum, right? Like one's essentially like a multi-day event, and the other one was a fifteen-hour like like killer run. And so just in terms of what that does to your body, uh, they look very different, much in the same way we're having that conversation around the different types of FKTs last week. But I think b- between those two, you know, in terms of the level of competition, the amount of attention that's put on both of those races going into them and thus the pressure on those two athletes and what they came out and, and accomplished both with the win, um, Courtney obviously doing it overall uh, and, and for both men and women, it, those just really stood out to me in the grand scheme of, of the women's list. All of them very impressive in their own right, but I think those were my top two looking at it. But what are you, what, what jumps out to you? Yeah, I was just going to look up one thing. Uh, so Marissa Lysak, that's a pending American record for 48 hours with 243 miles. So, and that's the thing about this list is it's even with just this handful of results, it's still so diverse in, You've got things from like Big's Backyard to, you know, USATF championships. You've got some tough mountain ultras, not like our normal year, but you got Quad Rock 50. You've got, you know, Trans Grand Canaria. Uh, and then I was just going to look up Tunnel Hill 50, that 602, and see where that would land on the all time list just mm-hmm. to give us perspective. So it looks like that would be one, two, three, ninth all time on the women's 50 mile. So, you know, with Camille Heron's 538 being the American record and that's the world record. So to run just 20 minutes off the world record, I think that, you know, Jackie is Pirtle Hall's not a name I know super well, but I think that's one that probably is in the running as well. So yeah, I think that sounds pretty good though. I mean, you have to put Courtney up there for that was, that was wild. I mean, it's just, it's, and we'll get into this when we talk about the men's side too, but Tunnel Hill seems to be this sneaky race because we have Jackie on the women's side who I don't think many people know a lot about. And then when we discuss the men and you even did a video on this uh, about Taggart and his win at the Tunnel Hill hundred. And you're just like, who are these folks showing up to Tunnel Hill and like absolutely blitzing it on, you know, their first or second ultra. So 
there's something happening at Tunnel Hill. Yeah. Well, yeah. one thing, I mean, it's a USATF certified course, so it's a it's a rails to trails. So it's a they it's a certified road technically, but it is a dirt path. So it's just crushed. As far as I understand, it's like a crushed dirt path, very, very, very flat. And so you can get someone who's used to running on the roads, doing marathons. If they just put in a ton of miles, they could show up and take a take a big swing at it. And it seems to be maybe a good time of year. Like the weather's good usually and just ideal for fast times. So I think you're going to continue to see Tunnel Hill being a race that will have some of the fastest times of the year at 50 miles, 100 miles. It used to be Chicago Lakefront 50 mile used to be the spot where the fastest 50 mile times would always be run. They didn't, they don't have a hundred there, but then they can also, I think get some pretty crazy winds and stuff off the lake there. So, but it's, that one's usually a pretty fat, flat, eh, flat and fast race. Yeah. Uh, okay. Let's get into the men then. Um, there's probably about twice as many men on this list than women, Maybe not quite that many, um, but there's quite a few performances here. So CJ Albertson, they're calling it the Brooks Invitational 50K, which I think was just a time trial. So I don't even know if technically that can be ratified. Do you know anything about that? Uh, that I don't. I mean, they allegedly, IAAF is certifying it as the world standard. Um he did have pacers. I don't know if the same rules apply where you have to have uh, like three people finish in the same way or three competitors, at least in the same way that you do for a marathon. Uh, I'll have to dig into that, but can, can you set a world record? Can you set a world record with pacers in like the marathoning world or track world? Or is it just considered a world best? Or is that uh, above our pay grade? <laughs> I'll, I'll have to dig into that. I think they can, as long as the course is certified and still meets the standard okay. of, you know, loss and distance from start line to finish line. Uh, but yeah, I think the pace would still have to sort of be finishing in good faith or, or like it may, and they have to start at the beginning. It's not like a Kipchoge sub two hour uh, project where folks were sliding in halfway through. I think they all have to be uh, off the start line at the same time. So that was regardless of all that, 242.30. Still, still pretty boss performance. Yeah. Um, oh, real quick, Marlon Weekly has chimed in about Tunnel Hill. Weather can be anything. I've run it many times. Everything can be cold, very warm, thunderstorms, heavy wind, even snow. This year, the weather for the elite faster guys was great. So cool. That was some good insight. Thanks for that. All right. Uh, all right. Then next up, we've got Zach Beaven with a course record. And also, let's see, one, two, three, four, fifth fastest all time on the 50 mile list, just barely over uh, five hours. So 50305 at Tunnel Hill 50. Uh, Luke Bolschweiler, not familiar with that name, but Georgia Jewel 100, that's a course record, 1915. That's got to be a mountainous race in Georgia. Noah Brodigum. Speed Goat 50K, that's a win, but not a course record. Uh, Nick Curry's on here, my brother. Desert Solstice 24-hour with 155.41 miles. 
We also had Ryan Montgomery, who was second, just about a lap behind him <laughs> at Desert Solstice. Uh, Jimmy Elam is on here twice, once for the Bear 100, crushed it in 1838. Uh, that is above the course record, but that is that a Jeff Rose course record, I believe, still? 1750. Uh um... He also won Tusher's 100K with a course record of 11.38. Justin Grunwald, Wild Duluth 50K, course record 4.09. We got Mark Hammond with a 13.04, 100-miler at Jackpot. Hayden Hawks is on here three times. He's got a win and course record at JFK. Black Canyon 100K win. Squaw Peak 50 win and course record. And... So though that's pretty impressive right there. That's a if there was like in the running for ultra runner of the year, Hayden would have to be up there since he did get quite a few races in. Drew Holman, Bandera 100k win. We had Steven Kirsch with that second place at JFK 50 and 527. I think that was was like third or fourth all time. Callan Khan, he's on here twice. Do you know Callan Khan? Mm-mm. No, first place, comps at 50K in 257, and then the run Toto run, Psycho Wyco 50K in 340. Uh, Max King is on here twice. He won the Pioneer Spirit. Oh, he was second at Pioneer Spirit 50 and won Hag like 50K. Olivier LeBlond for his 1245 100-mile split at Desert Solstice. We have Jacob Moss with his 159 at the Stinger 24. That might be the top 24-hour mark of the year right there. I think it is. Patrick Reagan ran 13.33 at Yeti, 100. Jason Schlarb, a 2010 uh, I Am Tough, 100. And then we got Tim Tollefson on here three times. So he won Formidable 50K, Pioneer Spirit 50K, 50 miles. So that's two USATF championships. He won Havelina 100 in 13.28. And Taggart Van Etten, as we talked about earlier, he had that win at Tunnel Hill 100, not quite a course record. And then Jim Walmsley, course record at Pemberton 50K in 2.49. That was in his marathon buildup for the Houston trials. Boom. That was a lot. Not as many as there would be in a normal year. So what, what you got here? So did, doing a little research on the back back end while you were talking. So uh, you were correct, Chris Kohler with the Bear uh, course record of 1750. And then Callan Khan, the 24-year-old out of somewhere in the Midwest is my guess, um, started running a couple years back. 2018 is their first result on Ultra Sign Up and ran Comset in 2019 in – Ninth overall, 329, and then comes back comes back this year to win it in 257. So that in and of itself is just a testament to, to progress over, over a one-year period. So that then, might be an improvement of the year. That That's pretty sizable. And then, yeah, Pioneer Spirit ran a uh, an hour endurance run. No, that's impossible. Nine hours. Yeah, there you go. A nine-hour race for whatever that's worth. And 52, ran 52 miles. That's what it looks like. And then uh, ran another 50K in July 
uh, in a 342 uh, in Iowa. So I was able to stack in five, six, six races this year. That's Callan Khan. Yeah. Okay. So I guess a name to look out for. Yeah, uh, definitely. For sure. So yeah, so that's, that's the quick and dirty research I've been doing on, on, on this set. Nice. So it looks like our, I'm assuming these are like the, I mean, these are the top performances of the year. So, I mean, what is that? Taggart has the fastest hundred mile of the year, mm-hmm. 1219. We've got Olivier's 1245 on the board. We've got Mark Hammond's 1304 and we've got Pat Reagan with a 1333 and right ahead of him, Tim Tolfson, 1328. So that's kind of a range of our hundred milers this year. We didn't have like a crazy Zach bitter 11 something performance this time around. Um, and then the 24 hour was a bit muted this year too. You know, we've got a few performances in the one fifties range, but you know, no world championship this year. And Nick couldn't hold on for three more hours and get that American track record, but, uh, still super proud of him for that. Yeah. Uh, so if I were, if I were throwing up some of my yep. top performances, um, I think we have to, as already acknowledged, Taggart Van Etten at Tunnel Hill, how somebody comes out and drops a 1219 in their first ever 100 miler off of, you know, first ever ultra official, first ever ultra. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, so way to make us all feel bad about what we've accomplished and also way to go in your race. Uh, gotta get up for Reagan at Yeti, uh, Taking out Olivier's course record by 30 minutes is nothing to nothing to ignore. Uh, Hayden Hawks at JFK because one, I don't know why we keep doing this to Hayden, but it feels like anytime he wins, it feels like it came out of nowhere because he's just so under the radar and so under like so underspoken. Uh, and so it, it's good to see him back. Obviously, he crushed it this year, but then to see what he did at JFK. Uh, was was phenomenal and then you know you're still beating Jim's course record so that means something and then uh Jimmy's Tusher's race because that took over an hour off of Schlarb's course record and I mean it's a race that you know because you helped put it on it's your company so you can speak to the overall difficulty of that but um but Tusher's is not it's not a walk in the park I think it's one of the more uh, technical and underappreciated courses when you look at everything that goes into it. So uh, I, I got to give Jimmy a shout out for that. So those are sort of like where my top four lie. And then it just got too gray after that. And it's just a lot of coin flips. So I'm, that's yeah. why I'm happy that I'm not a voter officially on this. <laughs> it's tough. It's tough to compare across all of these different niches in this niche sport you know you've got things for the 24 hour to fast and flat 50 100 50 mile 100 mile you've got mountain 100 milers you've got mountain 100ks fast 50ks it's just there there's so much there um and that's what keeps it exciting though you know lots quite a few course records went down which is cool to see i mean jim's pemberton is pretty ridiculous the former one was three hours 11 minutes so he took like 21, 22 minutes off the record. And that record was pretty unbelievable in its own right. Um, Paul DeWitt. So, but I mean, it is Jim. So 
I mean, I it's know. also 800 feet of gain. When you're like, your easy Her day lap. is a jaunt. Yeah, when it's an easy, your easy day is a jaunt in the canyon, you know, 2,000 yeah. feet of total gain or whatever it is. Yeah, over, yeah. I'm just it's like, still like, I mean, he's running. I Granted, I'm pretty sure the course is short, so it's not a true 50K. So it's not really seven minutes slower than CJ on the, tra on the track, but I think it might only be... It might be a mile short, so still freaking impressive. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so I don't know if I have much more to add other than yeah. I mean Zach, Zach with this Tunnel Hill fifty has got to be up there. Um, I think we've kind of covered the rest of it. So yeah, keep an eye out for all the announcements coming from Ultra Running Magazine starting on the first. We've got the FKTs, which we talked about last week. If you want to uh listen in on that check out the show on our youtube channel or and then also stay tuned for ultra performance of the year so and so then, it is done then we'll be in 2021 <laughs> and we'll see Woo! what races are even going to happen in 2021 we still don't know the lotteries are open right now we got you know yep. a good number good number of events with smaller capacities but at least taking people's money so we're going to hold out hope. We're going to hold out hope. All, no, all we're going to do a big yawn. Um, <laughs> unacceptable. We, uh, means we should probably start talking about 2021 and yeah. what's on the horizon. That seems well, appropriate here. So for, I guess, kicking off, I mean, Bandera is usually the first big race of the year. Is that one, is that one happening as far as we know? I did see someone in the comments asking about uh, Camille, like if she's running Bandera. Um, cause I believe they're a golden ticket race for Western States again. You know, I have not seen anything on Bandera, but a quick pull up of it will. We're working. Know. I mean, we're, I can speak to black Canyon cause we would be kind of one of the next bigger high profile races. We are, we have a lot, most approvals for the entire route. We're just waiting on the BLM right now and we hope to hear back once they're back in the office from the holidays. So I don't know if we'll hear this week or hopefully early, early next week that hopefully we have a green light. So it looks like Bandera is a go for the ninth and 10th for their 150K, 150K, 50K and 25K events. Um, let me see if I can pull up this registered runner list. If anything is well, they, it looks like they are going to a two day event, which is also what black Canyon is going to be doing. Mm -hmm. So it just seems to be the smart way to do it. Obviously. Um, yeah. So there's a 50 K on Saturday and a 50 K on Sunday. It appears. So they are making a point to really split up their, their event there. Well, no, it looks like what I'm reading here is 100K is a standalone race on Saturday. Mm -hmm. And then 50K, 25K starts Sunday morning. There's a participant list that says... Okay. It they could have be, people broken into yeah. a Saturday and a Sunday. Got it. So they, they can figure that out on their own. Um, Who knows? It's probably, like just like our events, it's always changing up until the race actually goes off, you know, and happens. We're juggling start times and waves and all that. So absolutely. Do we uh is there are there people registered for the hundred K? How many do we have and any big names you can see? Uh so the list officially on their page is alphabetical. So oh, yeah. that makes it a bit more difficult to 
to speed read through. Um, we have three pages at least though. So let's look at. Wow. Total event participants is 1,174. Yeah, we have four. We have. Oh, we're getting halfway through eight. Page 10. Wow. They are not playing around. Okay, there are 10 pages of entries when I have it set to 50 per page. So we're approaching five hundred folks. But that's for that's for everything? That's oh, for, wow. That is just for the 100K. Oh, wow. Texas. Um, so Texas for you. Uh, yeah, I'll have to see. Do they do ultra sign up for Bandera? No, this is on run sign up. Yeah. So so they don't have rankings, which makes so maybe, it very hard to figure out who's in there. So I guess maybe well we can talk about that thing for then, next week. Yeah, we can kind of dive in and see, you know, what what the competitiveness level is going to be for that event. Um, cool. So yeah. I guess we'll 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 check back in on uh what's going on out there. You, sir, told me that you registered for a race. I did. So I feel like uh, uh, one who's been following the Mountain Outpost channel for a while has seen any number of trials and tribulations of my training. If it goes well, then I disappear for like six months at a time. So uh, I got two main focuses for 2021. The first is to do everything that I said I was going to do in the January jump off of like the run flat, stay low like get your body right. You know, I, I had a specific name for it. I forget what it is at the time or right now, but um, basically trying to take what I was going to do at the beginning of 2020 and let's just reapply it to the beginning of 2021, higher mileage, more workouts, really trying to like put together a good marathon training block for what would have been Boston. And that's clearly not going to happen in the fall now, or excuse me, in the spring, but it'll at least give me the underpinnings I need for the race that I have officially signed up for, which is, the skyline 50 K. Yep. That's right. I'm going back. I still want to break four in the 50. That's like, that's just the one thing that I've been trying to do. And I've been getting progressively slower and slower at this race since I ran it in 2016 and ran 424. So I think if I can put together that marathon style training plan that I originally had for Boston, that'll set me up for success in much the same way that running crown king and uh whiskey basin in 2016 before i moved sort of gave me the base i needed to run well at skyline even though i jumped into that race three days before so i think if i can put it all together skyline not mess up my back this year we might be able to take a crack at, at breaking four in the 50k finally so and where where is that one and when is it that is in castro valley california uh and it is August 1st, 2021. So, uh, so yeah, so I got, I got a lot of time to train. I have no excuses. Uh, even if work gets crazy for the next couple of weeks, uh, or a couple of months, realistically, uh, I I should still have more than enough time to, to put it all together. And with, uh, vert miss and the ascent to 2021 challenge, you know, under us at this point that means i've already done more climbing than i traditionally do while i'm actually training for ultras so if i can just maintain uh, a bit of this momentum and actually you know don't get away from my run flat salo roots by any stretch i don't want to freak people out but you know if i just incorporate more more climbing and get closer to that like you know 
three to 5,000 feet of gain a week consistently instead of the three to 500 feet of gain, then uh, this might actually be the year it finally happens. So that's, that's it. There it is. Look for me. We'll, we'll and get then fall, hopefully marathon, right? Yeah. And then it's just a function of what Boston looks like. Uh, obviously they haven't specifically set the date and I would envision that they're going to have to lower the capacity. So I don't know what that's going to do to, uh, you know, reducing the qualifying times of folks who get in. So that's the hope. And then New York could be this year, could be next year, could be 2023. Don't know which one I'm getting in, but I'm in one of the three. So uh, if I'm not in either of those this fall, for some reason, then my plan would be to find some sort of marathon because going into 2020, the goal was to PR in every distance. So I need to find a marathon so I can go PR and break that, uh, that 252, uh, 16 that I said at mountains to beach. So nice. I, I got to make sure that I'm trying to beat you at some, something. Hey, you got me on the marathon. So it took me like five attempts <laughs> and you literally were just like, I'm just going to go run New York for fun with a camera. And you still ran faster than me. So <laughs> do, just do believe when I was coming down the, the, the mountains of the beach, you come down this hill and you turn right in your, like along the coast for the last mile. And when I looked at my watch, two things went through my head. One, if I break 253, then I can get a time qualifier to New York, which makes life a hell of a lot easier for getting in when you don't live in, in the state of New York. And two, I can beat Jamil's time. And I just need to be able to just do it over one distance. So without us having to like eat or drink something ridiculous in the process. So I checked you off. We're yep, good. Yep. All we got to knock off another like 24 minutes to catch Mike. But, uh, and then I will be the fastest marathoner for, for Mountain Outpost. But until that happens, uh, yeah, I got some other goals I got to knock off. So 2021, nice. we got to we got to reset, hard reset, and uh, get life in order. Get some abs back, you know. Got to lose this weight. This quarantine mm. weight is not it's not sitting well on me. So I say that recognizing that literally right at my feet in this, I have this entire carton of eggnog that I'm probably gonna oh, smash after God. this. But yeah, I looked for the eggnog for last show, last week's show, and it was already gone. Oh, there you go. Get it. <laughs> Oh, here we go. Uh, while you do that, we had a couple of questions or comments in the chat room. One was talking about the inaugural Lake Sonoma 100K. Any info about that? So, uh, yeah, that's going to happen, I believe, Sunday of that weekend. There's a whole series because there's a Solomon Women's Half on Friday. Then there's the Lake Sonoma 50 Mile. And then there's this new 100K on Sunday. And I, I'm pretty sure they did that because they wanted to make Lake Sonoma a, a Western States qualifier. It was like the only, it was part of like the series still with the golden tickets, but it was still a 50 miles. So it was kind of this awkward event, but they've added hundred K and there's like 241 people in the lottery apparently. So, which I think is, if you want to get on that, I guess apply soon. I think uh, yeah. I think it closes on the 31st if I remember correctly. A couple comments for Skylar from Giovanni. He says, Skylar, bro, just come to Castle Rock Run Club tomorrow. Yo, let me hold on. When I'm done with this, I'll hit you on Strava because my work phone is somewhere behind me. I got to make sure that we don't have a radio hit in the morning. But yeah, that's the plan. And then Skylar, Lake Tahoe Marathon. That's what they're saying. Just do a 251 altitude you know at altitude yeah that's that's what i want 
I will say though, I got I got a little froggy yesterday, and I was like, you know, okay, I'm a cop of something. Um, we're getting a Peloton. We Ooh. it's finally time. I know, yeah. Uh, and so once I'm on there, people can we'll we'll talk about how to find me so you can smoke me and you know on a bike as well as running. But uh, then I was like, okay, the last time I was riding regularly was 20 2010 like 2009 2010 and i was in like pretty solid shape and i was like you know i want to go back and try triathlons again and then i then i realized i'm now 10 years older and there's no way in hell that my shoulder is okay from when i used to beat up kids at the pump it up the kids party place get excited so uh duathlon i was like maybe i can do a duathlon so i went on like two hours of researching yesterday you're getting a peloton bike right getting a peloton bike because there's also peloton treadmills correct I'm pretty yeah, sure. I'm not doing okay. that. You're not doing I'm, that. I run outside. I'm not. <laughs> no, we're, we're, it's not going to be a thing. Um, I'm going to, if anybody asks, I'm going to say that this was not my decision. I just, I'm along for the ride, literally and figuratively. So, um, so, so yes, yeah. so I was like, well, if I'm biking all this stuff indoors and I'll finally cross train and theoretically when I start coaching again, whenever we get to do that in California, I'm going to have to figure out like, you know, how to ride at night because I'm not gonna be able to run after practice because it's cold and dark and I live in the city. And so I was like, maybe if I just like sign up for a duathlon, just like run, bike, run, like that might like force me into it. And then I realized that's an idiotic idea. I should not do that, but who knows? Maybe at some point later this year, I'll just like add that onto the list of PR every distance and then like try to do some, some duathlon in Tahoe or Granite Bay or something. And, We'll get weird. So good stuff. Who knows? Again, just trying to get get this quarantine weight off, man. It's just it's, it's not hot. It's not hot. We got Highlands Running Club. Curious if Camille is running Bandera. And the answer is she's on the entrance list. I did type her name in, so she did pull out of Desert Desert Solstice. So she might be looking to hit the trails early. Hmm. Early in the year, kicking it off. Uh, if you guys have any more questions in the chat, we'll be kind of winding things down here, I think in the next few minutes. So if you have any more jump in, please let us know, you know, how your year went, maybe what your goals are for 2021, what you have plans for plans for the new year. Me and Skylar, we kicked off 2020 together. We're going to be, maybe we'll FaceTime each other to close it out. Probably. I forgot about that. Yeah. Not really, because I remember playing with fire was a lot of fun that day. Yeah, but, I was just yeah. looking at that video, actually. It was pretty. It was really funny. Uh, oh, man. Oh, yeah. I guess Camille posted on Twitter she might not run. But yeah, that was that was fun. We had playing with fire to kick off 2020. It was, we were so young and naive back then. Uh, it, was, it was such a weird month, was such a weird <laughs> month to say the least. Um, yeah. yeah. So... What are, what are you getting to? What, what's on your list of 2021? Oh, we obviously know. I'm assuming Barkley is it's always going to be the Holy Grail, but it's going to be, it's a big year. It's going to be a big year for me. Um, going to go at it. So we are, yeah, we're kicking it off with Barkley, Barkley first, and then Cocodona, 250. So yes, I am planning to run the inaugural Cocodona 250. <laughs> Uh, we have a, yeah, a great race director, a great team assembled and 
yeah, I want to I want to get out there and toe the line myself. So that is the goal. We'll see if we can pull it off. And then it's on to Hard Rock in July. So that's just about halfway through the year, I guess. Uh, I don't know if I really care what happens after that, but I I don't and I don't know if international travel is going to be a thing in the fall. I did. I think the it would be fun to do a fall hundred. I'm thinking maybe Mogion if we get approval and if we change it to a point-to-point course, which we're thinking about. So it's going to be a brutal one. Sweet. Uh, Luke, he asks, how many miles are y'all running per week? What you got? Um, according to Strava, I've averaged 54.5 miles a week for the last four weeks. So All right. That's, I guess that's what I'm doing, I, which is actually a pretty solid December for me. Um, normally I'm at this point, you know, we, we do a video of this every year where I'm like sprinting to get to 2000 yeah. uh, miles for the entire year. And then like show up to across the years and like hurt myself somehow. Um, I didn't hurt myself last year. I just got really tired. But, uh, but this year that was so unattainable because I had, I had like a month where I had like 35 miles out of a month where I had 24, just when things were all falling apart in the spring. So, you know, I'm just aiming for consistency. Doing these virtual challenges has been very helpful to ensure I've gotten out the door for the month of December. And so now I'm just trying to maintain that, you know, 55 to 60 mile block for now, and then ultimately elevate that to 70 to 80 a week. Uh, once we start getting into late January, and in February and then rip it from there. Maybe I'll do another infrastructure week, you know, do another hundred mile week for my birthday or something and try to relive the glory that, that all of that was. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Mr. 14 miles? And oh, it's been low. It's been low. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This last week was 30 miles with, I think, what did I have? 20,000? No, 16, 18,000. I don't know. I had some good vert for sure. Um, getting it back up, but I had that, I had a nice stretch there around right into ha- in October, mm-hmm. some hundred mile weeks, which was feeling pretty good. And then it all came crashing down. So just trying to get back, uh, get back at it. That's the goal. Um, and, you know, I think it's important to put that in context. Like the, the reason that you were the run steep, get high person, I'm run flat, stay low is we go about our training very differently. And even when you're doing, we could be doing the same mileage, but in terms of time on feet, it is so disproportionately different because a lot of my stuff will still end up being on either very runnable trails or the road or at track or on the track between, uh, you know, intervals that the kids are running at practice. And so, you know, I'll be be doing like six hours a week and you'll be doing like 15. So I think it's, that's an important context. And and as people are thinking about their 2021 goals and training plans, they should probably think about not just, you know, I've downloaded some, you know, training log online or some plan and it says run this many miles. Also put it into context, the vert and your pacing, because you also don't want to go from, you know, there's couch to 5k. It doesn't mean go couch to five hours of training or couch to 15 hours of training. You got to, take it holistically so smart plan <laughs> I, will, I will put that out there before somebody tries to emulate what we do because then you end up like the me in this equation which is like oh like i gotta go to a chiropractor and one of my legs is short my calf is always blown up like you know it is what it is 2020 was hard 
Plains to trails, any intel or suggestions for Run Rabbit Run 50 mile? Uh, I guess I would say, well, it's at altitude. So uh, if you can acclimate, that's great. If you can't, uh, I don't know. Number one, try and acclimate. That's like my biggest thing. It'll make your life much easier. If you can't do that, sometimes if you live in a hotter area, if you train in the heat and become heat acclimated, that a little bit of that can translate over because you are increasing your oxygen carrying capacity. Uh, take some iron pills in advance is another thing I think people do. You got anything on Run Rabbit Run? It's a mountain race, so do elevation in advance, you know, climbing, descending, test your muscles. Also make sure you have the right gear. I had a friend, I was crewing him one year at the 50 mile there. He didn't grab his jacket. It was a 50% chance of rain. He gets to the halfway point where I'm crewing him. It did not rain the first half. He doesn't grab his jacket because he's like, oh, it's not raining. And then that it, it poured the rest of the race because that's the other 50% chance. So uh, <laughs> he had to drop out. He got hypothermic. So bring your jacket, bring a, a space blanket if you have to. And you're running in the mountains, just be prepared. That's Those are my tips for you. Uh Jamil, will you update soon the runner guide for 2021 Coldwater Rumble? Uh, uh, that is, uh, Noah is our race director for that one. And I'm assuming as soon as Santan Scramble is over this weekend, he will be updating that. Uh, the biggest things, just because we still are finalizing the waves, but if you're running, I guess if you're running the 100 mile um, the, or any of the races, the biggest thing to know is where all the loops are going to be same direction this year. So we're not doing a washing machine loop. Like we changed it for Havilene hundred. So we want everyone going in the same direction to reduce the, uh, the contact points on course. Other than that, it should be relatively the same to last year. Uh, the start times will be spread out more. So if you are in the shorter distances, expect those times to fan out quite a bit, just so we can, uh, spread out the impact. Chris Twiggs chimes in. If Hard Rock doesn't happen in 2021, I may throw myself off a mountain if I can find one. I feel you. Don't do that. Yeah, don't 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 do that. Well, did you hear? So, well, first off, yeah, Hard Rock canceled twice the last two years. We had Avalanche activity two years ago. COVID this year, we had to re go back into the lottery. So I got chosen again, but now the Ice Lakes Trail is closed because people were over using the area um basically camping and defecating everywhere and using putting campfires up in the alpine trekking all over the place and then there was an actual forest fire that started up, up in that valley so the the trails officially closed through july 31st which is after hard rock so i am not sure what they're going to do if they're going to get permission or if it's going to be canceled Again, we'll have to just stay tuned. Uh, Mitchell Baller, super pumped you guys are doing the podcast. Glad I got to catch you live. Cheers. Aaron Watkins, I'm going to try BFU, the Black Forest Ultra again. Cool. Chris Andrews chimes in. I'm, I'm exploring Arizona the first half of January, checking out the Black Canyon Trail in case the race is on, crewing at Coldwater and chilling at the Big Ditch. Wants to hit 4,500 miles overall. Highland Running Club. Jamil, are you still looking for video guys for Black Canyon? Yes, absolutely. Please email me, 
Jamil at ArabEpiRunning.com. Um, what would either of you recommend for someone to improve the numbers that they can run straight? I guess like you, that you can run straight through. Yeah. Um, I think whether we're talking increasing mileage or just getting faster at certain distances, number one thing is consistency. And so if you're, you know, smart about building that time on feet, uh, you know, you're don't subscribe or prescribe. Don't go with the 10% rule necessarily. Like there's not a whole lot of specific science behind that, but if you're getting out the door every day and at least putting in, you know, 30, 40 minutes, like at a minimum, you know, making sure that you're sort of getting to the edge of that fat burning zone and, and really getting, starting to get aerobic benefits from your runs, then just by the process of, time and running efficiency that you will, you will improve. You'll be able to put more miles on those, uh, you know, on those feet, on those legs, uh, assuming that you're also doing the little things in between efforts. So whether that's doing drills, strength training, uh, you know, just bouncing on one foot while you're waiting for something to microwave because you're training your proprioceptors and your ankles and, and, lower legs, those sorts of things go a long way. Um, and then again, that consistency is going to translate to being able to run faster at the same miles. And so, you know, not going out and doing nine minute miles every day, but then like maybe one day doing a little bit of a fart lick or throwing in some strides just to, uh, to break it up. And as you do those things more and more, not doing them every day, not trying to overtrain, but just adding that variation in, um, your body will adapt and inherently uh, progress you towards faster times as well. Then obviously you're balancing both sides of the, of that seesaw more intensity and stress on your body versus more, uh, actually more intensity versus more load. That's what I was going for. And so, uh, you know, you, you keep those in equilibrium, you put, you put it out of equilibrium momentarily to, uh, improve your fitness in one side, and flip it up the other way. Don't do both at the same time because that's an injury risk. That's probably your best bet to uh, consistent improvement through 2021. And then obviously there's the whole mental side of it. Um, you know, how do, how do you stay motivated? How do you find the balance with everything else that's going on in your life? And some people use a coach for that. Some people um, are sort of self-starters. They program it into their calendar, so on and so forth. You just got to find out based on your personality uh, what's best for you, what support system you have, and then, uh, uh, you know, fill in the gaps from there. Cool. Yeah. yeah I would thoughts? say, I would say for, yeah, increasing, improving your mileage that you can run straight through. I would say it's just about putting work in and patience. And if you can't, let's say, I don't know if you're like just starting out, but you know, if you want to get to a longer distance, even if you can't run every step initially if you just maybe walk it or hike it out do the distance it'll come the fitness will come it just takes time and it might you know you might plateau for a number of weeks just and it might take some time to kind of get through over the hump but just keep at it i would say and and over time you'll be able to run more and more of that you know maybe break it up and don't try and run straight through but mix it up do some walking breaks and then you'll be able to run further and further. That's kind of how it happens. Yeah, cool. your progress should not be linear. Yeah, don't 
if you're no one should expect it to just be perfectly, you know, this positive slope, you're going to have some, some setbacks, your body's going to be a little beat up. You got to take some down weeks or just like, you know, whether it's reducing mileage or, you know, just doing a bunch of easy runs or you're just like, Hey, like I just need to eat a bunch of calories because my body is like craving these things do that. Um, it, you're looking at a, at the macro scale you're trying to improve from today to the end of 2021 or your goal race, whatever that is, you don't need to be improving every single day along the, along the way. So just keep that mentality in mind and uh, it'll set you up for success a lot better than assuming that every day you step out the door or, you know, for folks who have like weight loss goals uh, for folks who step on the scale, like not every day is going to be an improvement. You're looking for the long, you're playing the long game. That's what endurance sports are. That's what the game of life is. So, Cool. I think that about wraps it up for this week. Um, you have anything else to add in? Uh, oh, two things. Cause I gotta, I gotta keep the streak alive. Um, obviously I had the lactate eggnog carton that I have completely crushed at this point. I also got a shout out, uh, Telluride brewing, uh, the move me brightly Colorado style IPA was my drink of choice tonight. So gotta, gotta shout that out because that's my role here as the former drinking related world record holder. And we talked about this on, I, it might've been episode three at this point. I don't know. They all blend together, but I did get. Oh yes. I got the burrito mafia NAZ elite <laughs> hat. So Scott Fobble uh, representing. So that's, nice. where we're at. that's where we're at in the world. Got to share out that. Hopefully other people got some very uh, quality holiday gifts, uh, either from others or for themselves. This is for myself. So <laughs> quality merch right there. Uh, and we have merch too at, I think, I don't we know. We got to come up. Let's, let's, let's uh, work on some <laughs> new merch for 2021. I think we can do better. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. I, I still yeah. have like, like four run flat stay low shirts i think we need I to just, like, i think we need a rebrand on so. on the run flat stay low if uh we want to keep that as a thing which i think we do okay so what you're telling me is i've i've now been kicked out of the brand no so that's cool this is a great <laughs> no time. what i'm saying is like <laughs> you didn't have the say that you should so we got we, we it could use some help so rebrand at some point, we'll have to like go through the story of Run Flat Stay Low for everyone. But yeah, it's most of Run Flat Stay Low is not really my day. And the fact that I'm not editing my own videos is why y'all don't get them nearly as regularly as you should. So I apologize. I'm a busy person. I also I also commit to 2021 being a year of better video. So that's fine. Eric, Just go watch the trail. Case in point, videos. Eric L says, I love that possum. <laughs> <laughs> i didn't right. choose this i was right. at work and whatever it's fine okay. it's cool we we might just keep it forever armadillos never know. die so know, <laughs> uh well i hope everyone closes out 2020 safely and happily and um you know we're gonna kick off a new year and hopefully to newer and better things and hopefully you guys are all well out there Lots of love from Mountain Outpost over here. 
Yeah. Make smart choices. Uh, you know, you don't have to wait for January 1st to set some goals and some challenges for yourself, but if you haven't done so already, might as well start. So let's, let's get the ball rolling. Uh, and we will be back here next Tuesday to chat about all things in the running world, all things in life, catch up with friends and uh, make sure you tell a friend to, to join us here live, 9 Eastern, 6 Pacific, 7 Arizona time on YouTube, or find this audio version wherever podcasts are found. But that part's not my job, so I'm going to look at Jamil as to where they're at because apparently I'm off the brand now. So it's cool. I'm just going to be mad over here. No, 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 no. All right. See you guys next week. Uh, thanks so much for tuning in. Take care, guys. Bye. All right, I stopped the stream. I took a sour turn at the end. Ha, ha, ha.